Hey, good morning. How's everyone today? Good. Welcome. Glad you're here today. My name is Jeremy. I'm the youth pastor here, and I'm just so thankful that uh, you chose to be here today. Um, and I think this is like the, the fifth week of our My Jesus Story series. Have you enjoyed it so far? Yes, I have too. And I, I, and, and I want you to know this. Um, I believe that God is doing something big in this church. And he's doing something big in his people. And great things are happening in our kids' ministry. Um, we've got great momentum going in our youth ministry right now. Um, like, like seriously, like, of course, I'm a youth pastor, and so I can hype this up a little bit. But like, um, like this, this month of March is going to be so good in youth. It's going to be so good because I'm not even preaching at all. Um, and no joke, I have some, some young adults who, who serve with me, who volunteer with me, who feel called to ministry. One of them is, it was called to be a missionary. One of them, uh, a young lady feels called to kids, youth. And then one uh, young man, young adult feels called to be a youth pastor. And, and these are my young guns. And I got them lined up to preach the rest of this month. And I'm so excited um, for that. I, I love to see young people step out and begin to use their gifts in ministry. And, and I can't wait. These, I'm excited for that. Um, you're welcome to attend if you go to high school or in, in middle school. So um, those are the rest of you guys. Uh, we have a podcast. You can listen later. So, um, But it, it's going to be really, really good. Um, so through this series... A lot of you guys, uh, maybe some of you guys have made videos about your Jesus story. Maybe uh, there's been a lot of you guys who have written on the banner on the wall in the lobby. um, And and you've written your your Jesus story. And I want to tell you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Because I love to go out there and read those stories. I don't know if you've passed by that wall yet and read those stories just yet. But for me, it's so faith building. It's so challenging, and, and I love to see um, how God has used other people, um, and, and it's, um, man, it's just so good. It's so good. Um, it's, it's exciting, am I right? Okay, good. Well, if you like that, you're going to like today's Jesus story, and before we get there, um, I, I guess, do you like who you're sitting next to today? Okay. Well, good, because get comfortable. We may here, be here till dinner time. Um, we'll, we'll see what God wants to do today. Um, just snuggle right in. It's going to be good. Um, but today's Jesus story. Today, what we're talking about is we're talking about forgiveness. And this is today's Jesus story. And you may be sitting there right now. And you, maybe some of you already, you're like, you're, you're tuning me out. And you're like, uh-uh, not this one today. Not today, because I really want to hate that guy. Right? Like, you don't know what they did to me. I have the right to hold unforgiveness. Hopefully, prayerfully, that will change today. So don't tune me out. Don't tune out what God wants to speak to you today. Um, Because there's a lot of us, a lot of us in this room. I, I, I scan across this room, see a lot of you guys. I know some of your stories and I know some of you guys who you've been hurt really bad or there's been some things that have been done to you that you feel hurt, that bad things happened in your lives um, Maybe someone has wronged you and and it's difficult to turn around and extend forgiveness. Like if you don't believe me, try to teach a child to forgive. 
I don't know any parents in this room, but teaching children to forgive. Like if, if you know my story, uh, I am uh, one of six kids of my dad and I'm the youngest, which means naturally I'm the favorite, right? Any youngest kids in here? Yeah, the, the best people in the crowd, yeah. Um, so I can remember on many different occasions where my brother and I, like he's two years older than me, my closest brother in age, two years older than me, and like we would get in a fight. Anybody have to get in fights with your siblings? I'm not talking like, like uh, throwing things. Like we, we would get in fights. And, and, and it, in these fights, it never failed that someone actually seriously got hurt, right? Like you would poke him in the eye, right? Uh, or, or, like, like, or, or these fights would always escalate, right? So my brother shot me in the foot with a pellet gun one time and it like lodged into, like he was like standing over me and shot it, right? It lodged into my foot. One time I hit my brother across the shins with a baseball bat as hard as I could. Like, listen, hey, I was a small kid, Okay. I fought dirty. You want to throw hands, I throw everything else. So we had one of these times where we're fighting, we're in a fight, and, and obviously he's two years older than me, he's bigger than me, um, and, and um, my, my brother, he got me so good. He got me so good, and I run crying to my dad, and my, my, dad, uh, my dad was yelling, he's like, Brian! did you hit Jeremy in the face? And he was like, well, he hit me first, right? Isn't that how all these kids' fights goes? And, and I was like, well, he deserved it. And then we start yelling at each other again. Then all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know if you were raised in a home like this, but I was. You start to hear the jingling of the belt buckle. And then you hear, whap, 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 whap. That was the belt hitting every belt loop on the way out of the pants. And then we were both like crying, like, not the belt. No, not the belt. Like in my home, um, when we got spankings, we always asked for mom to do it. Not dad. Dad's got a heavier hand. Um, Then my dad was like, okay, listen, I'll make a deal with you guys. I won't spank you. If you stand face to face with each other, forgive each other and tell you that you love each other. So we look at, I look at Brian, Brian looks at me and then we're like, I'll take the belt. (laughs) Right? So here's what we do. Here's what we do. We choose the hurt and the pain of unforgiveness over the freedom of forgiveness. And don't we do that too, right? We do that. You you may be here today and you, you may say, well, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they said or you don't know what happened. I talked to someone just last week and, and, and she, this person is just, just reeling with pain and, and honestly telling someone who has deeply fighting with, with pain and unforgiveness might seem even cruel because of the emotion that they're, they're living even right now. And maybe you've experienced something similar. A, a best friend lied to you or lied about you. 
maybe someone that you loved and admired, maybe even like a Christian figure in your life or or a hero to you let you down and and they weren't who they said they were. And and maybe there's someone who, who didn't pay what they owed you and left you in a very bad place. Maybe someone broke a promise to you. Maybe someone took advantage of you and, and used you for their benefit. Maybe, and, and, and honestly, unfortunately, for, for a lot of you in this room, um, maybe there's someone who should have loved you and should have protected you, but instead of protecting you, they hurt you. And, and tragically, there, there are many of you who have, you've suffered very real Abuse, verbal abuse, emotional, some physical, maybe even some sexual abuse. And you're here today, maybe years and perhaps decades later, and you're still feeling that pain. And you still carry the scars. So if you say for a moment, like, it's just not fair, you don't know what someone did to me. I just want to take a moment real quick and I just want to acknowledge that there are so many wrongs in this world. And, and, and let me acknowledge that um, it may have been grossly unfair and brutal. It may have been reprehensible what somebody did to you. I want to acknowledge that pain. And it's real. It's real pain. So how do you forgive someone or something, how do you forgive when it seems so unforgivable? Well, there, there's a clue that in, in the prayer that Jesus taught his followers to pray in Matthew, and that's where we're going to start out today. Just a real quick clue um, that I want us to catch this morning. It's in Matthew 6, verse 9. It says this This then is how you should pray Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Everybody say, Our Father. See, it's really interesting to me that Jesus was teaching his people to pray and he didn't tell them to pray, my father. But he taught them to pray, our father. In other words, God's just not my heavenly father, but he's your heavenly father too. And and we share him in common. He's our heavenly father. And because he is our father, that means we are his children. And our relationship with our siblings under God truly matters to God. As a dad, like this makes sense to me. I get this. This makes sense. I can understand this. Like Kristen and I have three kids, um, 18, 15, and eight. Yes, we know what we did. But I don't know if this happens in, in your house or maybe in your car. Maybe this happened in the car on the way to church today. Like everything can be totally fine until someone screams out, stop touching me. He hit me. And, and I've actually found myself, and maybe dads in the room can relate. I've actually found myself saying those annoying dad things like, I will pull this car over. Right? Or I'll turn this car around. I was actually just curious. And I found this poll that says 30% of dads have actually turned the car around. Any dads? You've done that? Yeah, okay. We got some tough dads in here. All right. I'm soft. I just, we just keep driving. Um, but as a parent, 
There's nothing that breaks our heart more than when our children don't get along. But, but on the flip side, there's nothing that brings more joy when our children love and honor and respect each other. When we pray, we're praying to our father and our relationship with God's other children really does matter to the heart of God. Think about this. Who does unforgiveness hurt? If God's our heavenly father, it actually hurts his heart when his children are not treating each other with love and honor and respect. Who else does it hurt when there's unforgiveness? It, it hurts the person who's not forgiving. It, it, it poisons their soul. Like you, you find yourself just seething with anger at somebody. And, and here's the deal. They don't even know you're thinking about them. See, what we do is we live with anger and bitterness and resentment and hatred. And then we continue to let those wounds stay infected and begin to, to poison our soul. Someone said this, that you may be living in a prison of offense. Someone hurts you weeks ago, months ago, years ago, decades ago, and you're living in this prison of offense. Forgiveness is the key that sets you free. See, when, when Kristen and I, we were, when we were newly married, um, we, we started out, um, we started out uh, in a youth ministry. And at our first church in, in Oklahoma, uh, we started out in youth ministry there. And, and the first pastor that we served under was not a nice guy. He was not a nice guy. Like we first realized like in the first three months of being there, like this is not a good place to be. We need to get out of here. But we prayed about it together and we felt like God wanted us to stay for a year. So we, we did that. We honored God. And um, because here's the deal, like we couldn't tell this pastor like, hey, we're looking for another place to go because he would have fired me on the spot. So eventually, like, I, I had to meet up with him and, and let him know that there was this church in Joplin, Missouri, and they wanted us to come and be their youth pastors. He was mad. He was mad at me. He was mad at us. So our last Sunday at the church there, he brought us both up on stage in front of the whole congregation, and he humiliated us in front of the whole crowd. He said things that weren't true and they hurt us. It cut us deeply. And we left that place sometime later and I'll never forget, it was a while later and I get up to preach at the church we were serving at in Joplin and my message was on forgiveness. And in that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit begin to convict me you're going to preach a message on forgiveness, forgiving others when you can't forgive that guy? But listen, that guy deserved for me to hold a grudge against him. That guy deserved for me to hate him and to be mad at him. And I was preaching on this. It was Matthew 5, 43 and 44. It says this, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor 
and hate your enemy. So Jesus, what he was doing here, he was speaking to a culture that believed in justice. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a life for a life. Someone wrongs you, you wrong them back. He says, you've heard it said to hate those who hate you. Verse 44, and then he says this, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. What do you do when you're angry and you're bitter and you're hurt? Well, Jesus says, you begin to pray for that person who hurt you. You can start by praying for the one who let you down. You can start by praying for the one who abused you. I know it almost sounds cruel to say that today. And you may say, well, I don't feel like praying. And I understand that. We've all, um, if we all waited until we felt like, if, if I waited until I felt like praying for this guy, I'd still be waiting today. But at some point I recognized, let's pray for the one who hurt us. So we pray for our enemies. We pray, we pray for those who hurt us, who curse us, who treat us poorly. And honestly, when I began to pray for this man, I began to pray, God, do something to him. I mean, do something in him. <laughs> do something in him. And over time, what happened was God began to soften my heart. And eventually I found forgiveness. And I want to tell you this today. It's hard to hate someone you're praying for. It's really hard to hate somebody you're praying for. A little while later, I, I saw this man. I ran into this man. We, we went back and visited. We went back for a wedding and I was able to hug this man without an ounce of hate in my heart and to show him love. Here's what I found about praying for those who hurt you. Your prayer for those who hurt you may not change them, but it always changes you. It may not change that person. They're still a jerk, but it changes you. See, prayer is a God-honoring place to start. Colossians 3.13, it says this. It says, bear with each other. Some people, it's gonna take a little bit more grace to bear with others. Some people, we would wish a bear would come out and maul that, that person. Um, it, it says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, like, how do you do it when you're so hurt? How do you do it when you've been betrayed? Like, how do you do it when you feel like every bit of trust has been ripped out of your heart? It goes on to say this, forgive as the Lord forgave you. How do you do it? In the same way that our God has forgiven us what we don't deserve and could never earn. That's the same way we forgive those who have hurt us. There's this pastor and, and he said this one time and I, and I love this saying, Andy Stanley, he said this, in the shadow of my hurt, forgiveness feels like a decision to reward my enemy 
but in the shadow of the cross. Forgiveness is merely a gift from one undeserving soul to another. Man, that's powerful. We didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. It hurts. It's painful. We hate it. It's the worst. It makes you feel bad. You feel dirty. We give it, though, as we've received it. And today, there's a very powerful Jesus story that I want you to see. Check out this video. My name is Johnny. This is my Jesus story. I was adopted, and I grew up in Christian family with my dad and my mom. I was adopted, so... Yeah, Johnny came to live with us when he was five and a half years old. Before I was adopted, I was in the car seat for two years. I couldn't swear, crawl. And at four years old, my half-brothers gave me beer and cigarettes. I just want to share, actually, when I got a little bit older, so. He had been the victim of a lot of uh, domestic abuse, abuse and violence in his home when he was really little. Um, mainly from his biological father. His name was Dennis, and um, it, was, it was pretty rough for him. Johnny was always really um, scared of going to bed at night, so we'd have to put him to sleep in our bed, and then when we went to bed, I'd carry him to his own bed because he was convinced that his dad was going to climb in his bedroom window and shoot him with a gun. Um, he, he was just a bad guy. And around 2002, 14 years later, my dad's old dad was on his deathbed. The hospital called my dad, and he was on. He wanted me. He wanted to see the kids. Uh, we got a phone call from uh, Truman West Hospital. Actually, probably from Johnny's sister that his dad was at Truman West Hospital and was on his deathbed, and he wanted to see Johnny and his sister. And we weren't sure if we should tell him or not, because he was just so terrified of Dennis. And um, we decided we'd tell him and um, asked him if he wanted to go see him. And he said he did, which surprised us. And I went down here, my dad took me down here, and Went to hospital and waiting for his sister in the room. And then we got a call from one of his friends from the youth group or a text um, saying, I'm praying for you guys in this situation. And I just asked him, how'd you know? And he said Johnny had called him crying, um, saying that he needed to hear his dad say he was sorry. So I took him down to the hospital, and his sister got caught in traffic, so she was running late, and we were just in this private room with the chaplain, and his sister got there, and the doctor walked in and said that um, Dennis had just died. And he died before my sister, after my sister got there. I went back to see the body, and I went back here, saying that his head for a while. So Johnny's just staring at, at this man, and um, we were getting ready to leave, 
and we're walking out the door and Johnny gets to that sliding glass door and he just did a U-turn and he came back in and he, he just looked at him for another minute. And when we were driving home, um, Johnny said, uh, Dad, you know what I did when, when I walked back in the room, he said, I told him. And I forgave, and I told him I forgave him. Yes. And I want to say anything else? I think that's one of the most amazing things about my son is he's probably the most forgiving person I've ever known. And uh, I just busted out bawling, uh, <laughs> just tears running down my face. Um, because I have a son who's learned how to forgive. So. My name is Johnny. This is my Jesus story. Those are my buddies, David and Johnny. And um, I, I, David says this, so I can say this too. I think it was at five years old. Johnny weighed like 35 pounds. And David goes on to say, but he's made up for that now. So, um, But the last thing I want you to know is this, is that forgiveness requires faith. Forgiveness requires faith. Like you will not be able to, to forgive someone because you feel bad. You, you will not be able to forgive someone because they deserve it. The only way that you can forgive people who misre- mistreat you people who do you wrong, people who talk bad about you, people who have done things to you, it must begin with faith. You don't put your faith in the person. You put your faith in the father who's over the person. Check this out. I want you to see this verse right here. It's in Luke 17, three to five. And this was Jesus. He was talking to his disciples here. He said this, so watch yourselves. If another sin, if another, if a believer sins rebuke and rebuke basically means to, to correct and, and, and do it in love. And he says, uh, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance and repentance basically means to turn. And, and I believe that many of you guys in this room are going to do just that today. And then he says, forgive. Verse four, even if that person wrongs you seven times a day, and each time he turns around and asks for forgiveness, watch this, watch this. You must forgive. But you don't know what they did to me. It's not a suggestion, it's not an idea. God says, even if they do it over and over and over again, you must forgive. Now watch this. Check out the disciples' response to this. The disciples said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. What an interesting response. Show us how to increase our faith. See, what they did was they made the correlation that if I'm, be, I'm going to be able to forgive these people who hurt me so bad, I have to not have more, more patience. I have to not have more love. No, I need faith. 
Forgiveness requires faith. You can't forgive them on your own. You can't forgive them because you feel bad because they deserve it. The only way to forgive those who mistreat you, to talk bad about you, who do do things to you is through faith. You have to put your faith in God, not in the person because God is over the person. Forgiveness is a process. And I'm not saying that any of you guys today who have been hurt really bad are gonna come up here and you're gonna pray or maybe you're gonna hear this today and you're gonna pray and be like, done, free, over. It's a process, I get it. I'm not telling you today, like you gotta be buddies with this person next week. It takes time. It takes healing your heart and healing your spirit. It's gonna take time. It's a process and it's gonna take us to stay focused on the only one who can change us from the inside out. You can't forgive someone off of good feelings and good vibes. You can't forgive the coach who made you doubt yourself and your abilities. You can't forgive the, physic, the person who physically abused you, emotionally abused you. But God requires us to forgive. How do we do that? Through faith. We do it through faith. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by feelings. Many of us, we want that to work, right? We, we wanna walk by feelings and not by sight. I feel this and I feel this and I feel this. Yeah, your feelings are legitimate. Don't get me wrong, but feelings will be there. But as a believer, we walk by faith. Here in a moment, you're gonna have an opportunity to respond. And every step will be a step of faith. Every time you show up for a family gathering, it's gonna be a step of faith. When you go to work tomorrow and you're gonna run into that person, it's gonna be a step of faith. Maybe even going home today after church is gonna be a step of faith. And I feel like I need to say this. I kind of felt like as I was kind of looking over my notes and preparing this last night, I kind of felt like I needed to say this, but maybe, um, maybe you've been here since the beginning of this series where we've been telling these stories, these powerful Jesus stories. And maybe you're sitting back in your chair, which these chairs are comfortable, by the way. And you're saying, how could Terry and Sharman air all their stuff out on camera? How could Maddie tell everyone about her anxiety problems? How could Ian share those things about himself? How could Johnny find forgiveness? Let me tell you how. When you allow Jesus into your story, actually, no, no, no. When you give Jesus control of your story, he can take your tests and turn them into testimonies. I can tell you how these people who can tell you all these things about themselves the, the reason is, the reason that they could stand there on camera or write it out here on a wall or tell it to somebody face to face is because they have found freedom. 
and you can too. Some of you are sitting in your chair so wrapped up in bondage, so chained up in bondage, and you need to find freedom today. These people, and a lot of you in this room today, they no longer live in shame. They've found freedom. And that's why they can talk about it today. Could everyone stand with me? Right now, right here in this place, I just want to encourage everyone to just, maybe just on your own, just begin to pray. Just begin to pray in your own, on your your own seat and and begin to pray um, like the disciples prayed. God, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Give me faith to forgive. Maybe you're in this room today and and you're you're praying right now. If that's you, hands lifted all over this place. If that's you, say, God, increase my faith. God, help me today. Lord, help me. Give me the faith to forgive today. I've been hurt so bad. I do not want to forgive. But God, I I believe in faith. I trust you today. God, increase my faith to forgive. If you need to respond for prayer today, and I want to encourage you, don't just sit in your seat. Some of you need to respond to prayer today. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray here in just a moment. And as I pray, you begin to step out. Don't wait. Beat, beat the prayer team up here if you need to. Don't wait. You get up here and, and, and we will pray for you. We want to see freedom in your life. Uh, and, and someone's going to meet you here. I'm going to pray and I want you to pray. Or if you need to respond today, man, go ahead and come to the front. Push people out, elbow people out of the aisle if you need to. Uh, whatever, forgive them later. That's what we're talking about. And, and, um, but you get here. I'm going to pray. Let's do this. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, increase our faith today. God, we can't do this without you. You commanded us to forgive and we need your help to do so. You said that we could come with broken hearts and here we are. We're asking you, Father, to increase our faith today. If you're requiring us to forgive them and to forgive that, it's going to be hard to do. But you know what? We're glad that you're a good God. That you don't ask anything of us that you won't help us with. God, today, increase our faith. Father, some of us need need to forgive people maybe even sitting next to us our co-workers, our best friends, even the person, maybe you need to forgive the person that you see in the mirror. Father, for us to forgive ourselves for the things that we've done, that we said that we would never do, we need to increase our faith. God, I think that you, you are helping people right now in this room find freedom today. And I declare and I believe that the chains that are holding people down are breaking right now in the name of Jesus. Father, when we start walking in freedom and people, people are going to notice something different. Relationships are going to begin, begin to be reconciled. The joy of the Lord will be our strength. We'll be careful to give all the glory and all the honor and all the praise to God. We thank you and we praise you for forgiving us. Increase our faith so that we can extend what you've done for us to others. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need to respond today, don't wait. Don't wait. We're going to worship for just a moment. 
And, and if maybe if you're a worshiper, man, you worship and you praise God. But man, if you need to respond today, maybe you need to grab the person next to you and say, hey, would you go with me? Come on, let's move today. Let's not wait. Let's not, some of you need to find forgiveness today. Let's sing.
we just hang here in this, this moment of, of God working here and, and in this place? Uh, if, if you need to go, you can quietly slip out if you need to. But I just wanna hang here in this moment. I, I believe God's still working. He's still moving. He's still speaking to somebody. Maybe he's, you're still in your seat and you haven't responded and God is speaking to you right now. Like he's pulling on your heart. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta respond. Don't wait. We'll, we'll hang out here as, need, as long as we need to and pray with you and see, uh, help you find a breakthrough today. There's people in this room who are finding, finding freedom today who are finding forgiveness, not only for themselves, but extending it to others. There's gonna be some of you guys who are gonna leave here today and, and get on the phone right away or go visit uh, somebody right away or maybe when you go to work tomorrow right away and you're, you're gonna forgive that person and you're gonna find healing in your life. You're gonna find healing in your heart. Take those steps of faith. Let God work in you. Don't, don't fight him. There's no sense in it. He's the only one who can help you heal, who can help you find forgiveness, who can heal your heart. We can try to do it on our own all day and we're gonna fail. Trust in the Lord. Trust in him today. Uh, let's do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray and... and um, the rest of us, if you're just here in the crowd, you can be dismissed. I ask that, oh, that you would honor those here in the front who are being prayed for. Please don't be loud and cause a distraction. Um, or maybe you have a friend up here today and you wanna come and support them and pray with them. Man, I, there's something powerful about a group of friends gathered around each other, praying together. It's actually biblical. So I'm gonna pray real quick and then we can be dismissed. Jesus, we love you so much. God, we thank you that we don't have the power to forgive on our own, but through you, we can help find forgiveness. We can help extend forgiveness. I pray, God, that we will be an, a forgiving people. Even when it's so difficult to do, we'll be people who follow your word and follow your ways and, and live by the spirit, God. Help us, to, help us to do that, God. We can't do it alone. We need you. We need your help. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing through this series. We thank you that you're, you're touching hearts, you're changing lives, you're healing people, you're, you're meeting needs, you're blessing people, God. And we thank you that, that you've orchestrated all of this and you're doing an amazing work. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we love you guys. You can be dismissed. Please, like I said, please honor if there's someone up here praying, please honor that. Maybe you need to come and pray with a friend. Do that. You guys can be dismissed.